and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're talking about The Flash, Season 3, Episode, uh, I believe it's 13. Let's find out if I'm right. Uh, I am right. It's Episode 13, Attack on Gorilla City. Well, as you might remember, the last episode, Jesse Quick showed up and said that her dad had been taken by Grodd. So we opened with, uh, actually, HR running through... Uh, what they want to be a jungle, but really looks like a forest you might find in the Pacific Northwest. Um, until he is captured by uh, a, a gorilla, probably Grodd. Probably Grodd. Um, and then uh, Team Flash is uh, figuring out what to do and who's going to go. And they're like, okay, so it's it's Barry, Caitlin, and Cisco, obviously, because Cisco needs to, you know, open the portal. You know, they reassure Jesse that her dad's going to be okay, that everything's all right. Uh, there's also, like, Wally shows up and is like, hey, guess what? Uh, I've got powers. And Jesse's like, I'm not excited by this at all. Uh, Barry actually argues with her that she needs to stay behind because Central City needs protecting and Wally could learn a thing or two from her, right? Okay. Um, so she's really, like, weird about Wally having powers. Uh, so this is this is one of the plot lines. It's the Wally-Jesse plot line. And then there's the uh, everybody else plot line. There's also an, an awkward moment where HR shows up and Jesse, forgetting how alternate realities work, thinks he's her dad and gives her a hug. And then he's all full of sunshine and cheer. And she's very unhappy about the whole business. Uh, weirded out and whatnot. Um, okay, so we cut to uh, the precinct and Barry's talking to Julian. Julian, he's like, "Hey, Julian, can you cover for me for a few days? Because look, you don't get infinite time off, even if you're the Flash. And sometimes you you wanna you wanna hang on to that vacation time so you can you know you can use it as a vacation and and not like take a few days off to go to an alternate Earth and and help a friend out, right?" I don't know how many vacation days Flash gets. I'm, I'm going to say he gets 15 to 20 vacation days, but still, he's probably got to accrue them, probably can't go in the hole, and um, that's rough, man. That's rough. Like, do you take, do, can you use sick time? You just want to fake sick for a little bit? Um, anyway, Julian is very excited by the whole alternate Earth, uh, Gorilla City. Uh, he th he mentions Planet of the Apes a few times, but he's really excited about this whole business. Uh, and rightfully so. Uh, Julian is actually doing a weird stand-in for uh, the, the audience, um, the assumed audience of comic book readers back when gorillas became a thing. Apparently, you slap a gorilla on the cover of a comic, and it sells better than other comics. So that's why we have stuff like Gorilla City and, um, oh, what's the name of that dude that turns into the golden gorilla and, you know, Gorilla Grodd and the ultra-humanite was like a white gorilla for a while and Titano and all that stuff. Like, gorillas sell comics. So that's why you see the gorilla motif return to again and again in comics. Okay. So it should be no surprise when they're getting ready to go and Julian shows up in uh, what people are uh, will call his Indiana Jones gear because he really does look like he's he's doing a little doing a little cosplay, um, but he's very excited about it. Uh, wants to go with him and they're like, oh, okay, all right, you're gonna come too. So they all port over to a forest that looks like it's from the Pacific Northwest. They're walking along and they see Gorilla City. And they're tracking HR's watch, and it shows up 
on the ground and Barry's like, it's a trap. And then they all get hit with darts and they're captured. Um, let's see. Do I want to, do I want to talk about the, the Jesse Wally plot line? Sure. We'll talk about the Jesse Wally plot line. Uh, Wally tries to talk to Jesse. She's just like, Oh no, I'm just, I'm weird. Cause my dad, um, you know, he's been kidnapped and that's a big thing. And Wally's like, yes, but you're also weird for other stuff. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't call a lot. I've been busy being Kid Flash, and that's taken up a lot of my time, and I, I don't know how you have interdimensional phone calls. I mean, I know HR was beaming his his chat books back to Earth-19, uh, but, like, it was never sort of, like, explained that they had uh, some sort of permanent communication set up with Earth-2, but apparently they do, and uh, Wally has been not calling Jesse, so, you know, well, it's kind of his fault. Um, they go out to uh, stop a robbery. Wally does the whole thing. She just kind of stands there and looks somewhat disapprovingly at him as he, he gets some, you know, adulation from the crowds. And he eats it up a little bit, does a little bow. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's nothing big. Uh, it's not like he's, you know... He was thrice presented a crown during the Feast of Lupercal and thrice refused it or anything like that. Uh, so, that's it. Sorry, that's a, that's a Julius Caesar thing, by the way. It's a it's Shakespeare's Julius Caesar presented a crown three times during the Feast of Lupercal. Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet now. Well, I won't be quiet, but I'll be quiet about that. Um, so, we cut back to Star Labs... Uh, Jesse's sitting on her own. HR comes up, asks what she's thinking about. She says, well, look, Wally asked me to stay here, and I don't know that I can do that. And, I, you know, my dad and this. And he's like, oh, young love, it's so great. You got you to gotta go for it. And, you know, like, this, is, this has got to be weird for Jesse. It was a little weird for me thinking about it. Like, she is getting this advice from someone who looks like her father but acts like her father uh, if he were far more relaxed and perhaps on some recreational substances. Um, so it's just, it's, for me, it's a weird, it's a weird, you know, it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, you're, you, someone who looks like your dad is now advising you about your love life and telling you to leave home and whatnot. That's just, that's just a, that's gotta be a strange feeling, right? I, I'm, I, I can't be the only one who thinks that. Uh, okay. So he, he goes away. Uh, so now let's return to what, what's happening to everybody else because the plot lines are going to come together at the end and I kind of want to get this, uh, you know, I try, I'm trying not to skip around too much as I have been the last few episodes. Sorry for that again, but here we go. Um, so they're sitting in cages. Neither Barry nor uh, Cisco's powers work. Um, they think it's not the cages. They think Grodd is dampening their powers somehow. HR comes walking around. But it's not HR. It's Grodd using HR as a puppet, which is a scary freaking ability, frankly. Like, that's just, oh, oh boy, that's that's not quite as bad as body swapping, but it's it's close. It's just, it's just freakish and scary and weird. And he's like, I need you here because I need you to fight Solovar because Solovar is bad and wants to war on the humans because he thinks the humans will war on us. And uh, they believe it, which is weird for me, because would you trust Grodd? I mean, obviously, I've got, you know, years of history with Grodd that they don't, knowing the comic book Grodd and, of course, the Justice League, Justice League universe Grodd. Um, 
but they're like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess we'll we'll you know help you defeat the Solovar, and it doesn't help when Solovar comes down and is like, you did not tell me there were humans, and smacks Grot around a little bit, and that's just you know that's just not kosher. But, you know, it's, a, it's sort of one of the things that I looked at, and I'm like, ooh, are, are they making is Grod telling the truth? Are they making actual Solovar evil? And actual Solovar is not evil. He just doesn't like humans. Is a little paranoid. Apparently, doesn't like Grod that much. But who can blame him? Because does anybody really like Grodd, except for maybe Caitlyn? Uh, I know that I don't. And I don't think Team Flash does. Again, except for Caitlyn. So, uh, Barry agrees to fight Solovar in the ring. That's what's happening. There's always there's always one of these things, right? You, your heroes get captured. There's always some sort of like trial by combat or some sort of arena that they're going to be placed in where they're going to fight to the death or something like that. It, it happens a lot. Um, so Barry, uh, tries speed punching him and Solivar just uses his shield to sort of fling. He has a shield and like a sort of a hooked spear and he just flings Barry out of the way. And, and Solivar at this point, he, he is really just clowning on Barry, like the, to the point where he, he clowns himself a little bit because he knocks Barry out of the way with a shield and he tries to follow up with a spear but he's knocked Barry so far that by the time he gets his spear around, Barry is feet away and, you know, landing on the arena dust. So the speed punch thing is not working for Barry, which is weird for me because it seems like Barry should be going too fast to be blocked by a shield. And also, if you know he has a shield, are you not, um, are you not phasing through the shield? Is that a thing we're not doing? Can you not do that? You know, phase through the shield and punch? No, maybe not. Okay, fine. Then they're like, okay, why don't you try the lightning throw? And so Barry starts running around the arena. And he runs around the arena a lot. Like, I've seen that dude do a lightning throw in like two seconds. But he's running around the arena, and he's just running. Um, and again, this is necessary for the plot, right? Because we can't just have Barry throw lightning at Solivar for some reason. We have to have him do something special. So Solivar looks at what's happening, and he does a big jump. He jumps up very high. And he brings his spear, like, point first into the ground and creates a shockwave that is so powerful that it radiates out through the arena, hits the arena walls, and Barry, like, stumbles and trips and bounces up against the wall a few times. And he is not doing well. And, you folks, I have to tell you, this arena is not small. It's a big arena. Like, that was a, that was a major shockwave that Solivar just caused. And he uh, does not appear to be a gorilla with super strength. He just appears to be a gorilla uh, but maybe, like, maybe he does have super strength, I don't know, they don't really, you know, they don't really tell you that, but perhaps we can assume that a gorilla who can jump oh, 10, 15, maybe 20 feet up in the air and, and come down and do a shockwave in an arena of that size possibly has to have some meta-ape abilities, I mean, it wouldn't be meta-human, right, it'd be meta-ape, I don't know, okay, so then, uh, thanks to a, a chance phrase by Julian, Cisco says, Barry, you gotta do a reverse flash. And what that means is, you know, you gotta make your hand vibrate, and you gotta stick your hand in somebody's torso. So Barry does this, and Solovar flies back as though, like, he's been punched by Supergirl, lands on his back, and Barry proceeds to say, I'm not gonna kill him. You think humans want to fight you? We don't. We're just gonna leave you alone, which is, you know, contrary to everything about humanity ever. Like, look, gorillas are assuming that the humans are going to come fight. That's that's not an invalid assumption. We're pretty terrible that way. 
Uh, so, you know, in the comics and uh, Justice League, Gorilla City was protected by this giant sort of force wall slash illusion, like it just looked like nothing was there. So may maybe they're going to do that. That would be that would be an okay thing to do, I think. Anyway, Barry makes a big speech about not killing Salivar and once again gets hit with a trank dart. And he ends up in the cage. And then Grodd comes in. And Grodd... Uh, well, Grodd comes in as... HR and then takes over Cisco. Yeah, I think so. No, maybe he doesn't. He takes over Cisco at some point. It's not too important. He just uses Cisco to say the same stuff that you know he was saying through HR. But basically, it's like uh, you know everybody's like, "Let us out," and he's like, "No, I still need you." Who me? No, and he points to Cisco because he needs Cisco to open a portal so he can get back to Central City because surprise. Uh, Grodd was the one who wanted to attack Central City the whole time. I mean, are you surprised? I'm surprised. You called me surprised. The, no, I'm not. I'm not at all surprised, and neither should you be. Um, and, you know, Grodd is like, no, the promises made by Solovar are void because I now rule Gorilla City, and the gorillas will all follow me. And this seems a little weird to me. Like, there aren't... There, there don't seem to be political factions in Gorilla City. It's just like, whoever's leading, we're just going to do exactly what they say. So if this guy wants peace, we're going to do peace. And the minute the guy who wants war steps up, we're all grabbing our shields and spears, and we're off to war. But that's that's apparently what's going on in Gorilla City. Um, so Barry and company then have a debate. Uh, they Barry says something like, no, Barry says exactly, where there's life, there's hope. And they're talking about getting out of jail and then they have a debate because Cisco's like well maybe if I were dead he couldn't use my powers and they're like and everybody's like well that's true but that's a really terrible solution and they talk and they talk and they fight 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 talk 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 well you know argue fight and you know they reveal that well Caitlin's going to be the one who's going to have to kill Cisco and Julian's like Caitlin don't kill Cisco you're, you're never going to be able to come back you don't want to be somebody you're not and they have this argument until Barry goes yes one of us has to die and what that means is they're pulling a pretty good version of the sick prisoner routine, right? The sick prisoner routine that, okay, no one ever who is holding heroes in prison ever has seen, heard, or read a piece of media where the sick prisoner routine is used because everybody uses the sick prisoner routine and it has a 100% success rate, right? To the point that it's like, Oh, okay. Now, I should, to be to be fair, uh, what they do here is they have Caitlin lower Barry's body temperature until he appears to be dead, and his pulse is so slow that it can't basically be detected. So Grodd comes in, they tell Grodd that one of Barry's kidneys exploded, essentially, he was damaged in the fight, and he keeled over and died. And Grodd, you know, can't find his pulse, and Barry's cold, so he just drags Barry out of the, the cell and sort of throws him in a bone heap, a convenient bone heap nearby, and then everybody tells Barry that it's okay, and Barry vibrates himself back to normal temperature, uh, and opens the gates of the opens the doors of the cells, and everybody gets out, and they all run. And he does a thing where apparently they all link arms, and he sort of flash runs them to a point in the forest. And I didn't know he could do that, but he could do that. Like he can share speed with people as long as they're connected in some sort of human chain and don't don't go where I know you're going I know where you're going I know where you're going don't go there I'm just, just I'm just talking about linking hands I'm not talking about the human centipede there I said it we can all admit that we were thinking about it okay we're good 
So he speeds them to the forest. Uh, we hear the sound of gorillas chasing them. Cisco does his thing, and they all jump through the portal, and Grodd, like, lands where the portal was just as it disappears, and he's very angry. He's not happy about this. So they end up back in the universe. There's a little byplay between HR from Earth-19 and Harrison Wells from Earth-2. Basically, Harrison Wells from Earth-2 can't believe that HR is still there. Um, Then he, they, they lay him down in the med bay. He's unconscious because, you know, he's probably, God's been using using him as a puppet for a while. He's been a little beat up. Uh, Jesse's checking on him, and then she sees Wally, and they talk, and she's like, hey, suppose I move to Earth-1, and Wally kisses her, and Jesse's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. There was a bit before where she talked about him, she was afraid because he was, no, there's a bit, I think, now, where they talk about uh, she's afraid because he seemed so complete now that he had the speed force, like, and he, so, and because he wasn't calling her, it's like, well, he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need me. He was attracted to me because I had the speed, and he was attracted to the speed, and that is not the case. Wally is uh, Wally loves Jesse. Uh, that is that should be the spinoff of the Flash. I'm I'm calling it here and now. Wally loves Jesse should be the spinoff, but they won't do it. Um, so she has decided that she's going to move to Earth One. They kiss. Uh, HR sees them and is really celebratory about this because somebody took his advice. And then there is a nice moment where he looks at sleeping Harrison Wells and goes, "He is going to be so pissed." Uh, which is absolutely true, because Jesse's going to have to talk to him about moving Earths, which is not an easy thing to do, because people on Earth-1 are now going to have to, you know... I, I don't know, like, how are Caitlin and Cisco getting paid, right? Barry owns um, the museum... He Well, he owns uh, Star Labs, but what is it doing? Is the, how are they? How are they living? Where was the money coming from? Was there some sort of secret account that uh, that Eobard Thawne still had? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but you know that they're they're still there. They're still getting paid somehow. I assume that's how Jesse's going to get paid because otherwise, you know, you're going to have to explain why this person doesn't have a social security card uh, and whatnot, and maybe why her DNA and fingerprints match exactly an inhabitant of Earth-1? We don't know. Harrison one, Harrison Wells on Earth-1 got killed, so does, so does his wife, but that doesn't mean that there's not a Jesse Quick out there. I, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Um, so that's how that ends, and Wally's like, yeah, we changed the future. It's great. We changed the headline. They can't attack. Uh, Central City without Cisco, and we're good. And then the stinger is we see Grodd sitting on a throne uh, surrounded by a bunch of gorillas, and there's a gorilla army, and there's somebody whose back is to the camera, and he's like, that's what I told the Flash. Always think ahead. Now you will open a gate, and we will attack Central City. And there's a, you know, we see an army of apes with shields and spears. Um, No guns, though, so you'd assume that, say the National Guard would have a relatively easy time uh, with these apes as soon as they attack. I mean, someone's got to call in the National Guard, but uh, the, the police, one would think, might might also make, make short work of the apes with the guns that they have. But uh, I need to point out that the person who's going to help Grodd with this is the bounty hunter. Right? We remember the bounty hunter, the bounty hunter who is after Cisco, the bounty hunter whose name is an ethnic slur that I'm not going to repeat again. Um, 
Yeah, and that is weird to me because, I, you know, it's not surprising that Grodd figured out there was a multiverse. He's smart, and he landed in Earth 2. So that's, you know, I think that's a big hint when you're trying to figure out whether there's a multiverse is that you come from one Earth to another. But somehow, in the intervening time, he's not only managed to find Earth 19, make contact with Earth 19, figure out that somebody has Cisco's powers on Earth 19, he's managed to lure her there so that he can take control of her. And it, it implies that she was his backup plan all along. Now, call me crazy, but if I could do that, why would I take the trouble of bringing the Flash and company? Why would I go, why would I make the effort of kidnapping Harrison Wells and bringing the Flash and Cisco over if I knew that I could just go to Earth-19 and get somebody with Cisco's powers? It seems a lot easier, unless, of course, he thought there was a chance the Flash might die fighting Solovar, and that was something he was looking for, and maybe that was plan, plan A-1 was the Flash dies, plan A2 is the Flash doesn't die, I use Cisco. Plan B is we get the bounty hunter from Earth-19 to come over and, and help us out. I I don't know. I'm not an ape. Uh, I'm not Grodd. I don't know how he thinks, but, you know, maybe he likes maybe he likes the more complicated plans. Maybe he likes a good Rube Goldberg. I don't know. We'll find out because he is about to attack Central City, and that is the next Flash episode that we will review, but this episode of Arrow chapter and verse is over. So as always, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day and I'll see you next time.